So you are in between jobs. Oh no. You um you decided to uh, leave your current job uh to open your own oh, fuck what? Bar? Man, these never work out. I open my own bar? Yeah. I don't I don't even drink. Pat. You don't drink, so what you've done is you have become the finest uh, mocktail mixologist oh, in man. Texas. That sucks. So uh, there's not a drop of alcohol in the entire building. Not even like rubbing alcohol. Not even like a hand sanitizer. Why? Wow, that seems like against the rules. Hey, it's mocktails. That's how it goes at mocktails. That's is the thing that you say to people. Is that the name of the place? Is called mocktails? Yeah. Oh. And you go, that's how it goes at mocktails, kid. Don't like it? Hit the bricks. Go get a Tropicana. Everyone starts laughing. So it's just, we just serve fake drinks. Yeah. <sighs> that's so fucking dumb, Pat. How many people are going to sit around and have four or five fucking fake drinks? Like they would if they were at a real bar with real booze. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't go super well yeah but you're like <clears throat> and when people do come in you try to like impress them by doing like the crazy cocktail throwing the bottles around all right okay but they're all like that? plastic so like there's no there's absolutely no danger involved i mean plastic is still bust open and that stuff's probably full of sugar and it's sticky yeah so um you're running your business and uh mocktails is like not doing super well why would it uh eventually um this guy comes to you. What do you mean? This guy shows up um, at mocktails. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's wearing like a, a dark suit. He uh, like a dark blue. Uh, it's a dark black suit. It has a red uh, L. Okay, over his heart. He goes, uh, "Oi, there, bruv. Oh fuck. Me name's English Eddie, isn't it?" He goes on to explain that English Eddie. That's his. That's his name. Is English Eddie? <laughs> yeah, he's head of uh, overseas divisions in the Lanalax Corporation. He goes. Uh, he goes. Oi, mate. Right. <laughs> so he goes. That's what he says. Yeah, it's Jeez. a terrible accent. Uh, it's it's so a bad, really man. bad English accent. Uh, yeah, almost like he's faking it, yeah. but he's not. This guy is like. He's like. He's like. Oh, you fancy, uh, you fancy the Beatles? Hello. <laughs> he goes, Oi, me fish and chips is too soggy in there, mate. So he's just like injecting a bunch of what he thinks Americans think of England. Into Basically. This. Okay. So he goes on to tell you the Landlocks Corporation <laughs> is interested in buying um, Eddie English. English yeah. Eddie. Ed, yeah. <laughs> English Eddie. Um, he goes on to explain uh, that the Landlines Corporation wants to buy mocktails. <laughs> okay, thank God, somebody, yeah. please, They'll take go, it yeah. off my hands. They go, look, we'll give it, how about, uh, he goes, he goes, oi, can see you a bit knackered there? And he goes, it'll be eighty thousand quid, yeah? I don't know what the exchange rate is right now. It's like a hundred and fifty thousand, basically. Hundred and fifty grand. No, wait. I don't know. 
No, it's for uh, it's forty grand. About it turns out it's one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. The uh, the English pound is taking a fucking beating in the overseas markets. <laughs> oh, really? It is going way down. <laughs> Any reason why? Yeah, um, the Queen of England was uh, <laughs> caught. Turns out she's a serial killer. She's just been stalking uh, like street people for the last thirty years and like Man. murdering them. And she was found out. And then uh, they interviewed her, and she just said like all these like terrible things. And the so Queen of England's been a serial killer this whole time, and she's got a potty mouth. This one, and that drove the pound into the fucking dirt. Yep. All right. I don't know shit about economics, so whatever. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, the future's crazy, man. 150 pounds, $150,000. Yep. He goes, what will you say, mate? And he Uh, goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, let me ask, he goes, do you have a a spot of tea for me? Or what about a water bottle? Oh, man, that last part is a lot to overlook. Um, No, we serve mocktails here. You know, I mean, that's in the fucking name. Yeah. So as you're talking about this, um, you suddenly like hear this weird like rumble, and you go and, and you hear uh, English Eddie go like, "What's well, so always then?" And he looks out the window, and uh, there's like a giant boulder coming towards you. So uh, you guys just run and jump out of the uh, of mocktails just in time, and it's uh, crushed. And then uh, Eddie English goes, uh, "Never mind," leaves. Fuck. I mean, I probably have insurance. You'd you know? think that, but I mean, I would, I would have to to get like a license, you know. Yeah, you actually end up owing them money. How? How, Pat? You just fucked up. You got the wrong insurance, man. Like a really bad one. So you're you're in between uh in between jobs, and I'm how much am I in debt? Twenty grand. Fuck. Yeah. So you're kind of in between jobs and you see that uh, the local newspaper, Austin's Own, uh, they uh, have a bunch of like job listings. And one of them is to actually work for the newspaper <clears throat> as a uh, food reviewer. And you think to yourself, like, well, fuck it. What do I have to lose? You know? Yeah. They ask you to write an essay about why you think you should get the job. Yeah. What do, you, what do you write? I would say like, look, I love food. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say, uh, it's a, I love to cook. I love the tastes. I love the textures. I love the experience. I love the snap of the linen. You know? I love the whole thing. Let you, me Let me pour my heart into this project for you. That's what I say. So you write that in down and you um, put an uh, envelope. You put it in one of those like public uh, mailbox. Yeah. Things. You yeah. put it in there. You mailbox. close the lid. As soon as you close the lid, you get a phone call. Oh, fuck. You look down. It says Austin's own newspaper. <laughs> okay. I would answer the phone. Hey, Aaron. I uh, got your letter. This is. Paula, demonstrate. I am that sucks so the president. Bad, Jesus Christ. Paula, demonstrate. 
So she uh, basically she's the president of the newspaper. She has you come in. You guys interview and stuff. Is that her maiden name? Yeah. Or is she married into the Demonstrate family? No, no, she's never been married. Okay. Just not for her. All right. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Maybe at some point in her life she kind of <laughs> thought she wanted it, but you know, she's she hit an age where she went, you know what? Uh, I have a great life. I have a rewarding job. Amazing network of friends. My family yeah. lives nearby. So maybe, you know, my life is pretty good. So who cares if I'm not married? I can get laid whenever I want anyway. Hey, good for good for her. Yeah. So you guys, she tells you all that. <clears throat> That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and she, she's, up. Like, I'm, she's like, wow, I just sorry. I just feel so comfortable talking to you. You know what? You got the job. <laughs> okay. So you get hired at Austin's own. You, uh, the person, uh. The editor of the, um, like the entertainment section. You're technically part of the entertainment section. Sure. Um, the editor of that is named uh, uh, Margaret Temples. Margaret Temples. Yeah, is my editor. The editor of the entertainment section. Her hair, the, the color, her, that's her name because her hair is always done up to look like a, uh, a temple. Like it looks like a pyramid. It takes her two hours every morning. Her hair looks like a pyramid? Yeah, she sculpts it to look like a pyramid. Every day? Yeah, well, you know. That seems like so much work. It is. It is. So um, she- Does it look good? I mean, no. It's a woman who has a pyramid on her head. She looks like a fucking idiot. She doesn't look good at all. She looks terrible. Like it's honestly like you're embarrassed to be seen with her. Holy shit, that's <clears throat> a bad way to think about somebody. Look, I mean, you like her, but it's just a thing you can't get past. Ugh, you know, man. So, um, okay. she sends Sorry. you. There's this new restaurant uh, called 1955. It's supposed. It's supposed to be like a 50s kind of like diner yeah, type thing. Back to the Future style. Yeah, and so um, she uh, gives you the uh, the address of this place. Yeah, six 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 Friendship Avenue. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "All right, Aaron, like, go out there and get me a story." And she like he makes like a fist and hits her a desk with it. Man, there's a uh, an artisanal mason jar that has a Gatorade in it. It falls to the ground, shatters. Oh, shit. She goes, my grandmother left that to me. It was full of Gatorade? Yeah, she loves Gatorade. All right. For some reason, uh, every Gatorade, uh, every time she goes to a uh, vending machine and there's a Gatorade option, no yeah. matter what the color is, Jesus every Christ. time she pushes it, she gets the blue one. Yeah. It's haunted her her entire life. Regardless of the color on the machine, hers yep. is blue. Yeah. She can't confide to anyone about it. Man. That would be startling. Yeah. So um you, startling. You go to six 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 uh Friendship Avenue yeah. and uh it's weird because you see uh in front of you just a very small, very small like building. Yeah. 
and uh, it just has a single door. Yeah. And you're like, this is the hot new spot? That's what I say to myself. Yeah. <laughs> this is the hot new spot. You just can't believe that she, they told you this is the hot new spot. Because it, it looks like nothing. Yeah. So what do you do? <laughs> I mean, do I go in? Yeah. I check out that hot new spot. So you open the door and close it. And yeah. uh, you're in the year 1955. Yeah. Uh, it's a time traveling restaurant. What the fuck, Pat? So they send you back in time to uh, eat there. That's 1955, business. presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't seem like they should like need your consent before they transport you back in time. Absolutely, and they don't get it. No, so um, man, it's it's the hot new spot. Like no one is going to do any legal action against it. So uh, you sit down, you have a meal, uh, you have a, a burger with uh, tomatoes, lettuce. Uh, what else? You're not a ketchup guy, are you? Not really. There's no ketchup on it. You get a glass of milk. Oh, a, a hamburger and milk? Jesus, Pat. We're in the fifties. I get a glass. I get a glass of of milk. Yeah. And a hamburger mm-hmm. with lettuce and tomato on it. Yeah. This sounds like a real shitty lunch. I got to be honest with you. And I got to be honest with you. It's the best Fuck lunch you. you've ever. A fucking glass had. of milk and a plain ass in, burger dude you bite into that burger god damn it for a second like your taste buds just taste like the bread yeah and you're like oh my god you feel like a new man but I'm then cool. you keep going you rip through those Ugh. fucking veggies right into the meat and you think to yourself as you're chewing you feel like uh, a man being given communion by Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah. That's how good this burger is. You put the burger down and you but and, and you're like, "Oh, I'm so thirsty." You grab that uh, ice cold glass of milk. Yeah. You bring it to your lips. Man. What are we talking? Is this like skim 2% whole? Oh, man. That's so gross. Uh, I never I was never a whole milk family. Normally you uh, weren't. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, but this thick. glass of milk, this thick. Oh no, milk. Oh no, the thick milk rolls down your throat. Oh god, like a uh, no, a child heading home like at an the avalanche, end yeah. of a day. It's just yeah, it is just an avalanche of thick milk, and it just it tastes oh. in. It tastes like what America should be. I might get sick. So um you come back you write your review uh of the of 1955 uh what's your review of it I would go look uh I opened the door expecting to find a 1950s style diner you know with uh, the shtick of a themed restaurant like that pictures of Elvis you know what I mean yeah. like a classic jukebox I go, but as soon as I open the door, I was transported back in time. I don't mean that as a euphemism. I mean, like, I was, li- I literally moved through the fabric of time. I was back to 1955. I had a hamburger, a very plain, no nonsense, no frills hamburger, and the thickest, coldest glass of milk I've ever had in my life. And I don't, 
the food. I don't know why it was so good. It just was. <laughs> just know that as soon as you step through that door, though, you're you're jumping through time. <laughs> Please know that. If the owners read this, you got you got to tell people that you're gonna do that. That's that's wrong. So uh, I, I would I would discourage people from going unless yeah. they know full well how how many stars or how, so how many uh, Brooksies do you give it? Man, I don't know. I got a real problem with just automatically being taken back in time. Yeah, that food was great though, but the uh, but it was also boring, right? You know, I give it four stars. Your pen name is a uh, DB Brooksy. Ugh. Sorry, D A Brooksy. Yeah. You you go back and forth between it. So uh, you write that, you turn it in, you head home. You're pretty tired. It's been a long day. Yeah. You, I uh, went through fucking time, Pat. It's been a long day. Yeah. So you God uh damn it. You open the door, you walk in, and uh standing there are four men. Benjamin Harrison. God damn it. Chester A. Arthur with those thick Mutton chops. William Henry Harrison, the 31 day fool, (laughs) and Chet Lightning. They go, hello, Aaron. God, Chet Lightning. (laughs) They go, we are the forgotten presidents. We need your help. What do you want? (laughs) Chester Arthur goes on to explain that uh, they're the forgotten presidents. Uh, what they do is they, um, you know, keep uh, presidents safe, like the history of presidents safe. Yeah. Uh, like Chet Lightning uh, is one of the uh, the men who have actually been erased from history. Yeah. So no one remembers his presidency. Yeah. Even though like all this crazy stuff happened. Yeah. And like we need basically like we need your help to to stop this from happening again. They go the Landlax Corporation. They're trying to erase. President John F. Kennedy. Okay. Chet Lightning goes, Will you help us, Aaron? Oh, man. I'm Chet Lightning. <laughs> he sucks so bad. <laughs> no, he he might be my least favorite character on this show. <laughs> Why? He just sucks. He uh, goes, Help us out there, Daddy O. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I said, Listen, number one, I'll talk to you guys on one condition. If Chet Lightning doesn't speak, okay? If you can promise me that, I'll entertain your offer. And Chet Lighting doesn't need to respond to that. I'll let the other three of you respond. That's my offer. They all look at Chet Lightning, and he is like clearly struggling to keep himself from talking. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> His face is turning like red. Yeah. So they're basically like, uh, they explain that when you traveled through time, you accidentally... Uh, like pricked yourself a little bit. You had a little slight open wound on your hand and a little bit of time got in there and now it's in your blood. Like T H Y M E? No. 
Oh, time, the yeah. big one. Okay, not the, the fabric of time got into your blood. Oh shit! So with their help, they can actually send you back in time. Most okay. people, the, the strain, the strain would would kill them. Yeah, not me. You look over, and Chet Lightning is like his face is all is completely purple. Okay. And then they go, "Will you help us?" What do you want me to do? They need you to go back in time and do what? Stop the Landlines Corporation. Well, what does that mean? What does that entail? John get- Kennedy was murdered. You yeah. want me to stop a murder? It's worse than that. What? What do you want me to do? Not only is it stopping a murder, but it's also saving time. What do you want me to do? So what they do, they explain that um, the uh, guy who killed Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, replaced his uh, bullets yeah. with special like time erasing bullets. Yeah. Wait, who is who has replaced it? The Lionel Corporation. Yeah. Replaced his bullets with time erasing bullets. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Yeah. So when when he shoots Kennedy, whoever the gunman was, we don't. I mean, you know, there's a lot of theories out there. Yeah. So whoever it is that shoots Kennedy is in theory going to be erasing him from time. Yeah. It's John Hinckley. He time traveled back there to do it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a tangled web. Do you agree to do it? They go, Aaron, you don't know what's going to happen if he gets erased. This is a big one. What do you What do you expect me to do? You want me to go kill this guy? They go, just stop him from killing, from shooting the president. Stop John Hinckley. Why can't you get anybody else to do this? Because time is in your blood. How do you want me to kill him? Or how do you want me to stop him? What's your plan? Because I'm not going to come up with a plan on how to disarm somebody with a fucking gun. They you, get, know, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't know shit about that. He's going to kick my ass. And then he's going to kill Kennedy. And he's probably going to kill me, too. <laughs> he's probably going to erase me from time. <laughs> they give you the blade of time. He's got a gun. And you know that Sean Connery quote? Yeah. Never bring a knife to a gunfight. They go, well, look, it's all we got. Well, I, I don't know if that's good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. They hand it, they like, they like are handing it in front of you. Like they're, they're holding it in front of you, rather. It's um, pure gold. I have to go back in time with a golden blade. It looks sharp as fuck. You think to yourself, there's nothing on this planet that could be sharper than the blade of time. I have to go back in time and kill John Hinckley, who's also traveling through time. Yeah. He has time erasing bullets. He has time erasing bullets. <laughs> you know, it's Taekwondo. They programmed it into him. Do they know where he's going to be? Yeah, the, the book, uh, Depository. Okay. It's called the book Suppository is the name of it. Do you do it? Do you take the blade of time? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would. Because I've been to that place and it's just full of boxes. Yeah. I get there early. I camp out. I hide out in the boxes. Yeah. And then I fucking stab him with that blade. Take his life. So uh, all of the, uh, the forgotten presidents... They all like put their uh, hands in the air. Yeah. They all have rings on their pointer finger. Uh huh. Jet lightning is just a lightning bolt. Okay. And they all touch rings. Yeah. 
And then they go, by the power of the forgotten presidents. And then like a, a beam of light comes from the uh, the rings. Yeah. Hits you right in the dick. Yeah. And you start to kind of fade into uh, 1963. Yeah. And as you fade into it, you just hear him go, thanks, Aaron. A chet lightning man i'd be so pissed off i'd be so fucking mad we made an agreement he's, he, he's a former president i don't yeah. give a fuck pat he sucks i'm glad he was erased from time so you you come to uh and, and you're in 1963 yeah right am i in the book suppository book depository yeah you're across the street from it there's a big sign and it's like uh Neon flashing letters, and it says, book suppository. <laughs> book suppository. Uh, can I get in there? That's what I wanted to be placed in there, but I guess I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, you walk across the street. There's like a security guard in front, like right next to the door. Yeah. He goes, uh, can I help you, sir? Oh, yeah, I need to get in. He goes, oh, okay. It opens the door. Thank you. He goes, thank you. You uh, walk up the yeah. stairs. You get to uh, the top floor. Yeah. Where that madman John Hinckley is. Yeah. What do you do? do you, like the, you can kick down the door. You can try to come in stealthily. Is he already in there? He's in there. Oh, I thought I'd get there early. I'm really getting fucked on this one. Yeah. Their powers only go so far. I mean, they are forgotten presidents. They made it seem like I could just go right there. I was gonna wait. Yeah, for him. they were they were a bit vague. Now I have to go in there and disarm a guy with a gun. Hmm? You, have I the, don't. you have the blade of time, and he knows taekwondo. Yeah, he learned it. He's how a, the fuck am a, I gonna? He's just a blue belt, though. How am I gonna defend myself? You got the blade. He has a fucking gun, Pat. So what do you do? At least one. What's your plan? <sighs> Man. As you're thinking, you just hear him. Just you hear him go, uh, and there, just go. All right, he'll be here soon. What, man? I gotta take a dump. And you you start to walk towards the door, and you go what? And you turn around and you look, and there's uh the men's room is like right there. Yeah. And then uh, before you can react, uh, John Hinckley opens the door and sees you, and he goes, "What the fuck?" I just stab him immediately. I cut his head off. I aim for the neck. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you slice it yeah. so hard and so fast that for an instant, it's like time slows down. Yeah. And John Hinckley goes, what the? Huh? And then his head slowly slides off the body. Yeah. And then it falls to the ground. Great. I go in the room. I search his body. Yeah. Do I find any bullets on him? Uh, there's a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, the, the time erasing bullets. I take all of them. Yeah. I would drag his body into that room and I'd put him like somewhere, like in a corner, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So you just like run downstairs and uh, you see like this. Uh, like swirling vortex. Can I conceal the blade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see uh, like this, a swirling vortex ahead of you. Yeah. And you hear on the other side, uh, 
Aaron, come on through. I roll my fucking eyes as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. And I go through the vortex. You leap through. You're back in present time. Yeah. They're all like celebrating. Good. They're like, Aaron, you did it. Yeah, I did it. Great. They go, you saved. John F. Kennedy. Yep. America's beloved son. And they're like, oh man, isn't that, that rules. And then um, they like go online. And like John F. Kennedy was like, even though that you uh, stopped John Hinckley. Pat. Lee Harvey Oswald still shot him. So they're like, well, okay, we kind of sent you back there to save his life too. You fucking told me to kill John Hinckley. That's what you told me to do. They go, you didn't say shit about killing two dudes. If you would have said that, I, pr- I would have tried to do it. I, th- I didn't know if this was like, hey, I'm trying to save a timeline here. You didn't say, f- you didn't say shit about killing his actual murderer. Go, Just, well, we kind of thought it was implied. We said you have to save him. It wasn't implied at all. Chetlining you told me that we were very explicit about killing John Hinckley, who traveled back in time to kill John F. Kennedy with time-erasing bullets. That was what the goal was, not to prevent the death of John F. Kennedy. Chet Lightning goes, I can't believe you fucked it up, man. Man, fuck you, Chet Lightning. I'm glad you're erased. I'm glad you're erased. You're a fucking asshole. You've never proven to be presidential at all. Fuck you. I'd be so pissed off. So they're they're just kind of like, all right, well, whatever. And then they all like storm away. They're like pretty pissed. All right, you're welcome. And, um... They all give you the finger at the same time. I pawn that blade. Yeah. I get rid of that blade ASAP. Yeah. So you uh, walk. You're like, oh, what would you do with it? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I probably, it seems like magical. Yeah. I'd probably store it at home. You go uh, home uh, to store it. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what, I mean, is it like something I could sell? It looks pretty. Is it beautiful? Yeah. And it's like, you, you are pretty sure you could fetch a pretty penny. I mean, yeah, I, I'll, it's like I know what's going to happen. I'm going to sell it, and somebody's going to buy it, and they're going to cut my head off with it. It's going to be terrible if I sell it. So you decide not to. Yeah. I mean, you go home, gonna, and you walk I into- I killed a man with it. You walk into uh, your bedroom, and you decide to hide underneath your bed in like a little shoebox. Yeah. Uh, you turn around, and standing in front of you is a man. God damn it. He's the baldest man you've ever seen in your life. I grab that blade. What do you do? I go for the blade immediately, and I'm trying to take another life. So you grab the, you grab the blade and you swing it, and as you swing it again, it's like time slows down. Yeah, you see the majestic arc of this blade as yeah. it hurls through the air, cutting through oxygen. And you like you look at it; it still has the blood of John Hinckley on it. Yeah, my first victim. Yeah, and you think to yourself. No more being pushed around. I'm done. It's a new me. Yeah. I'm a killer now. I'm trying to kill again. So then the guy uh, just like grabs your arm and like deflects you like easily. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> it's been fun. And then <laughs> he rips your heart out. Jesus, Pat. And you think to yourself like, oh, how, how could he defeat the blade of time, the sharpest thing in existence? And you look at this guy, and the last thing you can see before you bleed out yeah. is that his suit is the sharpest suit Man. you've ever seen in your fucking life. And you think to yourself, if I had just noticed that suit, I would, yeah, well, you wouldn't have dared to bring a blade anywhere near it out of respect. 
So that you, fucking sucks. You bleed out and you die. That you sucks. You didn't save JFK and you No, because I wasn't told to. <laughs> Man, fuck those guys. And Chad Lightning especially. <laughs> fuck him. You don't like Chet Lightning? No. 